The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host from Chris Whitney. I'm here, James. Well, Chris, we got, we got all these names for our guests. I think the real good name for him, we just figured it out. You know, uh, we found out he got a talent. You know, not only by being a cowboy fan, but he got a little line dancing talent, you know? <laughs> he say, he said kicking his heels up. That's what he called it, you know? You just call me, you just call me Mr. Vacation. <laughs> What's up, eight? <laughs> What's going on? How's everybody doing? Good. That was, that was kind of funny, Chris. He say kicking his heels, you know. We be kicking mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> <laughs> you have on VA. <laughs> well, hey, we gotta light you up today. We're supposed to have Dave here to talk, you know, some draft with us. Talk a little yeah. about Broncos and Dallas, but you know, it's all right. We work, we work out on you, you know. See how it works with you. But before well, we get my, into the draft, you might uh, go ahead, Abe. Do my best here with you guys. Oh, you always do good. You always do good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But before we get into the draft, I still kind of got some questions. You know, we got to try to iron this out, you know. Um, me, you talk about it, Abe, a little. You don't know, think Chris Lynch or something. But this Aaron Hernandez. Um, not Aaron. Um, what's his name? Killed himself. Aaron, right? Yeah, Aaron Hernandez, yeah. yes. Yep. They said maybe it was a murder, maybe it was a suicide murder. What, what is it looking like? I mean, why would he do that? He just beat one trial, and they said he was trying to get a pill for the one they had him convicted on. Why do you think so, Abe? Well, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's kind of a, a crazy situation that's going on there, you know, Uh you know, I heard that, that, you know, when we talked last week, they said that, you know, he had killed himself, and then his lawyer came out and said there's no way that this, you know, could have happened, that, he, you know, that uh, somebody somebody had murdered him. You know, but from what I heard, uh, initially heard that, that uh, you know, that he had hung himself in the cell and that he had, that he had blocked the door to the cell to... Uh, to prevent anybody from getting in, you know, and, and if somebody did that, how did they, how did they, uh, block the door on their way out? You know, I mean, that's, that's a big question, question mark to me, you know, um, there's, uh, there's also some talk about, you know, was he suffering from, uh, the concussion, uh, syndrome, 
so they, they, I heard that uh, his family wanted his brain so that it, after the autopsy, so that it could get, uh, so it could get looked at, you know, and, and analyzed and see if, if that in fact was the case. Uh, you know, so, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of questions surrounding that whole, whole deal, you know, that, uh, I'm sure in the near future we'll, we'll get to hear more about, but you know, it, it, uh, right now I think it's, it's a little too, too early to jump the, the, to conclusion and say what actually happened. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, you know, I, I'm sure more will come out as the story goes along, but we'll have to wait for that to uh, to transpire and come about. Before you jump in, Chris, but you know, Abe and Chris, and I want you to talk about this with you know, you know, in prison, you know, guards can cover up stuff, and you know, they saying he blocked the door. That's probably what they all saying, you know, or. We don't know, like you say, Abe, you know, we really don't know, but if that's what they're reporting. But, you know, I had a friend that worked in the prison system, and he said, you know, they did a lot of things to the inmates, and they all covered it up, you know. So what do you think, Chris? So to to add to what Abe was saying, yeah, I, I hadn't heard that they that they he'd blocked the door, but I was hearing a couple different conflicting stories. First was he didn't leave a suicide note, and then all of a sudden, you know, the family's wanting, saying that there's a suicide note. They want all, all of his writings, everything that he had in the book. And there was even um, a twist to everything that supposedly he he had a, um, a some some person in jail with him in prison that was his um, lover, <laughs> who supposedly he wrote a, a, a suicide note to as well. He addressed one to him as well. So there's there's so many stories going back and forth, and I don't know if we're ever going to hear the right story or the correct story of what happened. I think this one guy was telling me, too, what you said, Chris, that, you know, that's why um, he killed that old and Lloyd guy, because they were lovers, and he was going to come out with it, and he was he had a gay lover in prison, too. So I, I did hear that, too. Did you hear about that, Abe? I did, I did hear that story, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, I, I don't I don't know if we're ever going to hear the the right story, or or know the right facts because of cover ups or, you know, he said she said, you know, there there's so much going on around it. Did you guys hear there also there was uh, they said that on his forehead he had written uh, a Bible verse. Yeah, through John three sixteen. Blood, yeah. I guess. Did you hear that? Yeah, he wrote John three sixteen. Yeah, on, on his forehead. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird that you know somebody said that you know the prison guard said he wasn't in no bad mood or nothing like that. You know uh, why would you just go off and do that? That's what that's the question. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, no prison probably got to him. You know, but I don't, I don't know. Just don't seem right. You know, something, right? Something he he'd just gotten off from the. The, the the second murder conviction he'd he'd gotten off on that, and they were um, appealing his first murder conviction, um, and 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 his lawyer said he had a really good case with it. So, yeah, and 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 you know he has a daughter, and I just I just I don't know I don't know. There's 
I, I, I think I was shocked at first to hear it because nothing was said, you know, leading up to it that he had been depressed or anything, so. Ugh, that's kind of weird, you know. But, I mean, he could have been listening to all the money that he lost and the lifestyle that he had is all going, you know, and he could never right. recover that. Even if he beat those cases, he couldn't come back to the NFL. No, you know? no. He would never be accepted back. And that's well, something I'm going to talk about today, too, with the upcoming draft coming, uh, that, that's going to happen here starting tomorrow. I have a kind of a, a question about what's kind of going on. With well, go ahead. Start it off. Well, okay. Abe, I know <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it, but we're going to do it. So NFL is one day away. NFL draft is one day away. There is an unusual concern amongst NFL teams, and basically they're concerned about you know character or durability of some of the top prospects. Um, and it has to do with Ohio State's cornerback, Garyon Conley. You know he's been accused of sexual assault. Um, also, Florida State uh, tailback or, or sorry, sorry, defensive tackle Caleb Brantley. He was charged with battery for allegedly punching a woman. Uh-huh. And then both uh, Michigan safety, uh, Jabril Peppers, and uh, Alabama linebacker Reuben Foster tested positive for diluted urine samples at the Combine. Um, they're also concerned with Florida State, which kind of fits in with Aaron Foster, or sorry, with, with um, Aaron Hernandez. Um, running, they have a running back there named Dalvin Cook on uh-huh. uh, who he surrounds. Basically, they're, they're concerned with who he surrounds him with. Sorry, surrounds himself with off the field. You know, so most, most teams are searching for the cleanest players in the draft. You know, yeah. and all these off-field concerns can have a major shakeup in the draft as well as, you know, the money that these, these prospects are going to be making. You know, so do you feel that this year's draft is unusual or just how things go year to year? Well, Maybe. you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I... There's a lot of these guys out there. What was that guy's name that we talked about a few uh, weeks back, James uh, Mixon? I think it was his last name. He's a, I'm not sure what exactly team he was on, but, you know, he was kind of in the same deal uh, for an assault that happened in, I think, 2014 or something like that uh, on a girl. He hit a girl, something like that, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know what these guys are thinking. You know, I mean, it, it's like they got a bright future ahead of them, and it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, you think that they'd be trying to live a, a, a straight and narrow path and, and do what they need to do on a daily basis and get get what they need to to have done, and it, it's it, you know, I, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I mean, uh, I, I think. You know, if if it was uh, me as one of these teams that was looking at some of these guys, you know, I, I I would I would highly question, you know, their integrity as far as what you know they're capable of doing and what you know what they've done in the past as well, you know, because it's you know unless you want to change the way you're living or change the way things are going in your life, you know, if you, unless you don't, you really want, don't want that, you, you really want that in your life, you got to make some, some, some big steps, some big changes in your day-to-day 
occurrences in your day-to-day uh, people that you, you're, you know, you're, you're acquainted with and, and take a, a solid look at, at what, what you're doing. You know, I, I, I mean, it just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, uh, I mean, change isn't easy for anybody, you know, but uh, if, if you want it, it's achievable. And, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, they, they just need to, to look at, uh, at what's what's going on in their day-to-day and, and, you know, figure out, is this what I really want to continue doing, you know? Hey, let me ask you and Chris a question. We all was that age. Did we do stupid things at that age? Yes or no? Hey. Absolutely. Yes. Chris. Sure. Did some, some some things I don't want to talk about, yeah. Okay, now, I understand what, what the thing, I understand, you know, uh, but I don't, let me get it wrong, I don't agree with them, you know, with the punching of women and all that, but I know when I was in college, we was fighting in the bars and, you know, stupid stuff that could have even been like the same thing like that, but now social media is so big now. So we did stupid things, and I can see, we got to realize, I think I was watching some sports show and they were talking about somebody did something. You got to remember, they still are kids, you know. They're not a man yet, grown man. Because they're going to go to the NFL or to the NBA, they're still kids when they're in college. And college is basically, I thought, was where you go and you do stupid things because you're away from home. Right, guys? That's my yeah. right. Right. It was your freedom. But, you know, some of those things, I mean, you know, like punch the girl and all that, that's unacceptable. But... I can see them getting those DUIs and going to bars and fighting. Shoot, we fought every weekend. You know? It never was yeah. big because... But, I mean, we did those stupid things, you know? But... And... and I can see the point where the kid, you know... I mean, like like Lamb and shoot, that was enough for us to do. We'll go to the bars, you know? Right. Some places, it ain't much for them to do. You know, and sometimes people know you that on that team. Well, I know when we was in there, they knew we was on the team. They start somewhere. So, some of that I can see, you know, not to beat my women up and all that, but I can see them getting in fights and driving drunk or, you know, those stupid things. Because I know we done them. You know, partying and, you know, so, I don't know, guys. It's hard to say when those day in college and, you know, now they're doing that stuff. Peter, when they're in the NFL, that's a different thing because that's a job, you know? So, I don't know. You guys agree or no? Can can I step in for a moment on this? Yeah, absolutely. This is something that James and I have kind of talked about before, and I just want to bring this up, that you know as well as I do that that, uh, the, the, the colleges, the athletic department in colleges will sometimes bury what happened. You know, and so when these kids do these things and there's no repercussions for what they're doing, you know, and they think they think everything's all right. So then when they get in the real world and then all of a sudden, uh oh, there's, you know, people are are hearing about it and and, and there's going to be problems, you know, they're enabling them. So that, to like, me, that, 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 like, that's, that's, that's my, my issue with it is, is we know that the athletic departments will bury... Chris. Some 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 things that happened that these kids do, you know, because there's something in particular we know that happened recently at a, at, a, at a college, and the word never got out to anywhere. 
because the coach said they're not going to speak anything more about it, and they haven't. So, so it's almost like giving them a green light to go ahead yes. and do what they're doing and continue doing it, right? There you go. That's, that's kind of where I, my point. Let me ask y'all guys this. What is the most important thing about the colleges or NFL teams and NBA teams? What is the most important thing? Winning, right? Right. Winning at, winning at for, all costs. For the boosters, so they, yes. They don't care about, you know, what stuff happened. I mean, hell, if it wasn't so big social media now, I'm the boss of Philly. See, we got way boss of South Philly. I was driving me and my friend going to Atlanta City to hang out. I was doing 100. We drinking cars so drunk. Trooper pulled me over. I showed him my filled up Eagle car, so I played for the Eagle. He went back to his car, came back, and, oh, can't sign an autograph for my son, and let us go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just not college when it was happening, but now social media is so big now, we're starting to see more because people getting started. <laughs> people like to get famous by it. You know, hey, I pulled such and such over, and he was this big. You know what I'm saying? So it still was getting away with it. You know, so it was winning at all costs, you know. So I don't know. It just, it just, it's where you at and who pulls you over, you know, or whatever. You get in trouble, you know. What school is they winning programs or that school is losing program, you know. So, but we got to take a break. We'll come back. We have more questions for. Chris and LD's lime dancing Abe. He going out getting, <laughs> he taking lessons. Oh, uh, your partner round and round, so you know back and forth and let them know. This is <laughs> Country Western, loving that sport. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is Jess Lover with Black Two Country West from Dance and Love and Sports Talk. Goals, you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. We got the line dancing. Abe in the house. Do that dance, Abe. You there? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, we got the profit. Profit, you made it in from the alumni game, huh? Right, right, right. And, you know, sometimes the profit, that stuff comes to me in my dreams, so I overslept for the show today. <laughs> but wait, before we go to our next question, you, you heard what we were talking about with this. What do you think on that? You know, I I, I tend to agree with something you said uh, earlier about, you know, the, the age of social media um, and the fact that everything you do now is publicized. Um, and, and to go along with that, what Chris talked about, where you have athletic departments that kind of shield or... or or baby some of these athletes. So I don't think Thank much you, has Wayman. changed. I'm sorry? Thank you. Oh, Go oh ahead. of course. Um, no, I, I, but I, I don't think much has changed. I think the consequences for your actions are now what changes, and um, the fact that the public has an opportunity to evaluate wrongly or rightly what some of these athletes may or may not have done um, also plays a big role in it. What's the guy's name on the Cowboys? Uh, Lyle Collins. And his ex-girlfriend, who was pregnant, got murdered. He had nothing to do with it. They knew he had nothing to do with it. And the Cowboys got a freaking steal and a gift because no teams drafted that guy. Never in trouble, never did anything, wasn't around when his girlfriend got murdered, and yet and still, he went undrafted. So... You're in an age now where if somebody makes an accusation, um, that cornerback at Ohio State, you know, th there's video evidence. They interviewed the people. One guy says sex didn't even happen. Another per I mean, there are conflicting accounts, and I'm not saying the, the person who filed the complaint is wrong. I'm just saying that now we all have an opportunity to, to weigh in, um, and, and give our opinions where in the past, like Love was saying, if he did something, that never got outside the bar, that never got outside the local police department, ESPN wasn't coming around campus, it wasn't discussed on um, daily and weekly sports shows. But now, even if you're from a small school like Wyoming, um, you remember um, a few weeks back when a few athletes got kicked off or left yes. Um, Wyoming's program. Well, that that's national news. Um, whereas when I went to school, and definitely when Love went to school, unless you were a top name player, um, something like that happening is never going to to, to make national news. So um, I I just think that it's it, it's changed, and I I don't really think that this is a bad class of athletes. People have been using marijuana for who knows how long, but um, now the testing has gotten more stringent, and they, they've not even been charged with smoking marijuana, but but having a diluted sample, which both of them claim uh, had come about because they were sick and trying to hydrate and so on and so forth. My point is the testing is stronger, the media is everywhere, um, everybody has a camera phone, and so now what you do is definitely going to make the news. But I don't give any of these athletes a pass. Sure, they haven't made it in the NFL yet, but it's a job interview. And you know you're going, you got two days, a week left 
before you make that big money and start to sign a contract and you're hanging out and doing stupid stuff. The one guy from Ohio State supposedly met someone in the elevator at 4 o'clock. I mean, just doing stupid stuff. Uh, any interview I've gone on um, where, I, where I really needed the job, I made sure I got lots of sleep. Um, you know, you, you, you have interview questions that you want to ask, and, and you're prepared, and you um, do some research on the company you're about to start to work for. I'm not out at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm not out getting drunk or getting in fights with my pregnant girlfriend or anything that might potentially cause me to lose and, 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 and put millions upon millions of dollars on the table. Yeah, women, but the stuff they're doing, isn't that what we did? Some of it is what we did, so, but I don't, so, I mean, how, so how why, can you why, excuse? Why is it wrong for them to go out? We were going out, but like you say, it's nationally with the media, I mean, social media, but, hell, they just doing what we did, women. We went to the bar and shut it down at 2 or 3 in the morning. Come on, right. you know but that. When I, when, I thought I, when I thought I had a chance to be drafted, um, and I did go to some some free agent camps, um, I wasn't out at the bar uh, before I went to Detroit, before I went to Tampa Bay. Uh, I got some rest. You know, I made sure I was rested and would be in good shape. Um, I was training and working out all up until that point. I, I'm uh, Sure, I went out to the bar. Sure, you know, I had a good time and partied and all of those different things. But when, when professional scouts came to test me, I made sure that I was in good shape. I made sure that I was in my right mind so that I could give professional answers to their questions. And when I took the Wonderlick test and all of those different things, I made sure that I was as good as I could be. Um, that, that doesn't mean that people don't make mistakes. But um, to, to rape someone, uh, to punch a pregnant girl or a girl, period, in the face, um, and those type of domestic things, that's not, that's not to me, a mistake. And, 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 and even if it is a mistake, you have consequences for it. And fortunately or unfortunately, because they're in the public eye, the consequence of those actions may be you never lace up those shoes again to play in the NFL. And, and, and for some of these people, you brought it on yourself. There's no one to blame but you. I'm not saying that we didn't do some of the same things, but you have to understand where you are. There was no social media. I'm glad there was no social media. I'm glad people weren't filming me at 18. I'm glad videos weren't posted of what I was doing at the bar at 18. But that's the day and age that you live in now, and, and you can't go back and you can't say, well, if I would have played 20 years ago, this wouldn't have... No, you play now. And so if somebody has their camera phone on and you get in a fight in the bar a week before you're supposed to get drafted, you might not get drafted. Go ahead, Chris. Your next question. Before you get the next question, Chris, do you guys remember... Didn't we talk about this day with Marshall Lynch and that guy was trying to film him and he slapped the camera on his phone out of People get yeah. tired of being filmed, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying you don't, but you have to you have to conduct yourself in a way. Marshawn Lynch has made it. You know, Charles Barkley threw somebody through a glass window, but he made it. You didn't, um, and you know, just to get back to one last point uh, that I didn't address, uh, you know, look at Ezekiel Elliott. Now, that didn't hurt him. He still went number four to the Cowboys. But those rape accusations and domestic violence accusations were there and are still there before he ever stepped foot on the on the field for the Cowboys. So to get back to another point, some of those GMs, some of those coaches, all they care about is winning. 
All they care about is winning. And so it didn't impact or affect someone like Ezekiel Elliott, but one of the linemen blocking for him, even though he had nothing at all to do with his pregnant ex-girlfriend dying and being murdered, he never even got drafted. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on the team and your situation, but you never know. But this is similar to what we talked about about a month ago regarding that uh, receiver with the Browns who wanted to make a comeback. And, you know, he's had a very checkered past, you know, due to drug use and so forth. And he's now supposedly clean. And and I recall that, you know, saying that he would definitely be a big, you know, issue as far as, you know, on, on the field, in the locker room, you know, uh, people talking to him or, or questioning him on stuff. And, and I recall, um, Wayman, that you were saying that it doesn't matter. He's a great player. You know, he'll, he'll, you know, he, he'll do good and it shouldn't matter. shouldn't matter. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't matter. I'm saying that it won't. I'm, I'm saying that. It, ultimately, it, it will not matter all of the stuff um, that has happened in the past. Look at Martavius Bryant, um, who was suspended for a whole year from the Pittsburgh Steelers because he had some type of drug issue. They're going to welcome him back with open arms. Um, look at the uh, Pro Bowl linebacker, uh, Washington, uh, who played for the Arizona Cardinals, um, had a Pro Bowl season, been out of football for a couple of years. Now, the Cardinals didn't say they were going to welcome him back with open arms, but you got a pro bowler uh, that's had a couple of years to rest. Those guys are going to be on an NFL roster, and that's just the, the long and short of it. If you have demonstrated that you can play in the NFL at a high level, there's room for you. Look at Lawrence Taylor. I mean, the stories are endless about what or or, or um, I like picking on the Cowboys, uh, Michael Irvin. I mean, how many chances? How many chances did Michael Irvin get in the NFL? He got a million chances, beating women, um, snorting cocaine, all type of stuff. I mean, I think he played high most of his career. He's a Hall of Famer. Never got booted out the league. Never got suspended by the Dallas Cowboys. If you can play, they will find some room for you. Dallas will, and the Raiders. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dallas oh, yeah. definitely will. You they look like at Greg Hardy. Dallas definitely will find a place for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think their whole defensive line has been snorting up the, the chalk on the field or something. I don't know. They can't keep any pass rushers uh, <laughs> clean, man. <laughs> might be might be something just in the air down there. Maybe even the rookie out of Nebraska can't stop getting high. <laughs> All right, so you've heard the news regarding Adrian Peterson. He signed with the New Orleans Saints. And the news is in place that uh, the Seahawks and the Raiders have agreed to a swap, um, basically allowing Marshawn Lynch to join Oakland. Uh, I believe it was a two-year contract. As long as they're in in Oakland, he was going to stay there. Um. Knowing, knowing this with both these two players, I mean, are they going to make a let, – let's first of all talk about Adrian Peterson. You know, they already have a, a decent running back there, and they love to throw the ball. But how much do you think he's going to contribute to the offense? Let's start with him first. Abe? 
Well, I, honestly, I think it's probably a good move for him. I think he'll do well there. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how much how much ball carry time he's going to get, you know, uh, but I, I do think he will be beneficial to their offense uh, as far as gaining yards and, and uh, you know, even utilization, you know, and down situations, you know, I could see probably that, but uh, yeah, good for him. You know, I, I think it's a good, a good move for him. And well, keep in mind that uh, New Orleans is not known for having a really good offensive line, though. You know, that's that could be a problem. But no, anyway, so well, what, what, yeah, I mean, you know, but uh, I'm sure he still has some speed on him. He can, you know, if he turns it up, I think. He, he might be able to to make some some things happen for him. Yeah, that's true. All right, Prophet, what do you think about Adrian? Tell, you know, tell us what's going to happen this year. Oh, why? Oh, wise one. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson when he, you know, he, he released some comments after getting uh, picked up by the Saints. He talked about the continual um, effort the Saints are making to shore up that offensive line. Um, he also talked about Sean Payton meeting with him and giving him very specific ways they plan to integrate and use him in that offense. So I think Adrian Peterson and Sean Payton must know something that we don't know because, like you, it doesn't seem like a great fit. Obviously, they have Drew Brees. He throws for 5,000 yards every year. They like to throw the ball. They have a 1,000-yard rusher already. Um, Adrian Peterson is not a third-down back because Adrian Peterson has never been the type of back um, that, that catches passes out of the backfield. He's, he's the back that came out on third down because, because he's not adept. And, and I'm not saying he can't. I mean, obviously, Adrian Peterson has gotten some screen passes and whatnot in his professional career, but that's not how he's made his money. And so... I just don't see how it fits. But he even talked about the defense and improving the defense, improved offensive line. So, though I can't see it on paper, um, Adrian Peterson, or Adrian Peterson, Sean Payton really convinced him. He seemed really convinced. And, and that's why he decided to uh, to sign there. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm hoping it's a match made in heaven. I'd like to see him end his career with an opportunity to maybe do something in the postseason. It's unfortunate that one of the best talents of this generation um, has only been to the playoffs, I think, one time. And I'm not going to say it's wasted talent because we've seen the talent manifest itself, but he's never gotten an opportunity to play at the highest levels. And so I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that with the Saints, but at least it's a better opportunity than he had in Minnesota. True. So oh, let's the, let's. The, I'm sorry, James. That's, that's the worst team he could have went to, guys. Come on, they're a passive team. You really still gonna throw the ball, and you know what? They're gonna try and run the ball. What one? He'll maybe get ten, eleven carries a game because Drew Brees gonna keep throwing the ball. That's Drew Brees' style, you know. And it's the worst team for a running back like Adrian Peterson that's trying to give a comeback, you know. He needs to go to a team where if he try to get that comeback, they're going to run him like they ran him in Minnesota. 
So I think it's the worst team to go to, especially. Not, yeah, no, I, don't, right. I don't see it on paper, but he, he was very excited about it and talked about, you know, Sean Payton talked about him very specifically being integrated into that offense. So, like well, I said, hell, there must know something that, that we don't know. Nobody else was looking at him. So the one team that do get you, you'll be excited, you know. And I'm going to talk to them about, hey, we're going to do this and do that. But you're going to see as, the, as the, the season goes on, he'll be frustrated because, you know, they always going to be down. And Drew Brees going to have to throw the ball. Watch. And that's I, how I it don't, was last I don't, I don't, I'm not in disagreement. I mean, I, I, they already have a back that's a 1,000-yard rusher in, in, in front of him that he's going to have to beat out in camp. I think Adrian Peterson has too much ego to be a backup. So I, I, I don't really see how it how it works. Um, but like I said, maybe maybe teams know something that I don't know. And obviously they do. So I guess we'll have to sit back and wait and see how it all works out down there. I mean, obviously any team would be happy to have Adrian Peterson on their roster. So I don't blame the Saints for doing it. I just don't know how they plan to, to, to integrate him into that offense. Yeah, yeah, that was my that was my whole point with him go with him going there. I I I don't see the fit. I don't see the fit at all. No. So <clears throat> okay, let's now reverse course. Let's talk about Marshawn Lynch. You know, it sounds like yeah, everything's you know the the stars have aligned. He's going to be they're going to be traded. He's going to be joining the Oakland Raiders. You know, something that that Abe, you know well. Your wife is probably ecstatic. Um, how do you think that's going to fit, Abe? I think it's great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, him with the Raiders, um, I think they're ready for, you know, for the beast mode to be in full effect, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it couldn't be better. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, I think he'll do well with the Raiders. All right, so Wayman, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, he hasn't played in a year, you know, and we know that what happens. He's he's he just turned thirty-one, I guess, Saturday. You know, he's not getting younger. You know, and and of course, his body's gotten beat up over the years. How do you think he's going to manage? I think he'll be perfectly fine. Um, I I think the Raiders have done their due diligence and. you know, he, he's in shape. He's been working out. And for a running back, I think being out of the league a few years, especially with as many carries as he was averaging in Seattle, I think that could be a huge benefit to have rested, um, taking some, you know, with all the pounding that he, te- that he took, um, you know, having the opportunity to rest, get your body back in shape. Obviously, he's motivated. He's playing for his hometown team. And you could not ask to be behind a better offensive line. I mean, just ask the Broncos when they played the Raiders last year and how they got beat up and the ball ran down their throats. And I'm, I'm not, well, I am saying that because of you, Chris, but I'm just saying that <laughs> you couldn't pick a more ideal situation as the Raiders franchise who just wants to line up and batter you um, and, and on their end of it and then on Marshawn Lynch's side of it you have a huge offensive line. You have a team motivated to run the ball. So if you have anything left, it's an ideal situation. And it's not like Marshawn Lynch was ever a breakaway back. Marshawn Lynch 
is exactly what the Raiders want. He's going to get behind that offensive line, three yards, four yards, 15 yards, fourth quarter, and your safety and corner come up, and they start accidentally on purpose missing tackles. That's been the story yeah. of his career. I think it's an ideal fit. Wow. Well, we've got to okay. take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we still got to talk about the Raiders, you know, with this move, but we'll take a break, then we'll come back. Chris, Lime Dancing, Abe, and the Prophet. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. Loving That Sports Talk. Also, Chris, you there, Chris? I'm here, James. And we got Abe, Lime Dancing Abe. Grab your partner and swing them around. You there, Abe? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> and we got the Prophet. You there, Prophet? I'm ready to go. I want to comment on what you said, William, and then, you know, go back to, because I think 
I don't really follow the Raiders. I know a wife love them. I know a fall, but that's a good fit for the Raiders with my Sean because the Raiders is I think it's a uh, even team with passing and running. And I think they do that well, you know, because uh, I think a couple of years ago they had McFadden. I think it was Darren there. Mm-hmm. Was that the running back? And I thought he was a bum, but they were still giving him the ball, you know. So I think that's right. a good fit for Marshawn Lynch because, you know, he's been all the year. But, I mean, they still got Derek Carter, an explosive receiver, you know. And so they'll be all right with him if he ain't like he was in Seattle. But, I mean, well, I mean you know. And, and that's what the Raiders ultimately want to do. And those, those, those late games in the season when they have to go and play in Denver, when they have to go and play in Kansas City, where when in Oakland, you know, you, you got nicer weather. Um, but and, and I'm really not trying to throw this on, on Bronco fans, but I do remember when they played in Denver, that's all they did is they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. And you, you have the ultimate, if, if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, and if, if he's in shape, I mean, and, and, and we don't know those things yet, um, but if he is, that is the perfect fit for what the Raiders want to do. Like you said, they have they have a great Pro Bowl quarterback. They have two explosive receivers on the outside. But if you can suck all that defense in because they can't stop you running the ball, um, that just adds another powerful weapon uh, to that team, and I think it's great for them. Well, listen to this, Chris. And I think you can speak on this. And, and I won't, before you speak, Chris, you know, I won't wait in the A. We look at... Um, you know, Raiders got to get Marshawn. Uh, they had that great season. Dallas had that great season. These teams just don't repeat like that the next year. Look, for, for a fact, look at Denver, right, Chris? Right. Everybody said, you know, so do we see the Dallas doing what they're going to do last year and the Raiders what they did? Because Denver didn't do it, did they, Chris? They they faltered, and it was because they they had to – you know, let some players go, and that always changes the chemistry and changes, you know, what happens on a team and what they can do. So what do you think, Abe? Do you see Dallas and the Raiders doing what they did last year? Well, you know, I think uh, I think as far as Raiders go, you know, adding Marshawn Lynch uh, only adds to the chemistry of the what they already have going. Um you know, like like Wayman was saying, you know, the fact that he sat out uh, for this last season, you know, a year or so, and you know, now he's rested, he's recuperated, he's he's all healed up from all the uh, the hits that he's taken, you know, over the years. I think it's it's like a rejuvenation. It could be like a rejuvenation for him. You know, I, I don't know if you guys remember a couple seasons ago. What Peyton Manning set out for half a season, right? And then he he played at the end of the the season. They were able to win the Super Bowl, so that's that's all he really needed. And I think I think that will take Marshawn Lynch a long way uh, in the in the near future. Uh, but as far as Dallas goes, you know, uh, I, I, I really think they need to to do something about their defense. Uh, strengthening their defense, uh, making it solid, making it uh, bulletproof, you know, uh, and and you know, hopefully that being the case, then the the offense will will follow suit and 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 do like they did last this last uh, 
last season in the NFL. What? You there, Wayman? Yeah, okay. I can hear. Um, I, I think the Raiders are doing exactly what you should do, and, and I think that that's what teams that do or are successful from year to year, they – they change. They don't change their identity, but but they change different parts about their team. And so, the Raiders went out and got a, a running back, and they're going to maybe change up their offense a little bit. You still have a great quarterback and great receivers, but you add another dynamic weapon on your offense so that you can be competitive. New England does it every year with with these receivers and these running backs that they poach uh, from teams within that division. I mean, they got uh, Hogan um, from the Buffalo Bills. They just now got uh, Gillespie from the Buffalo Bills this year. Um, They keep adding dynamic pieces to their team. They're never content with what they have. I mean, you have Garrett Blunt on your team, and he's a free agent. You know, that's that's one of the horses that they rode to get there, but but they're never complacent. They're always going to do whatever it takes to – continue to improve um, their team. And, and Dallas, I, I think, could have a rude awakening if they don't continue to get better offensively. I mean, you can look back, look at Dallas's team, and say Dallas has arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. They have a up-and-coming superstar at running back and quarterback. But if they stay in the same place, if they don't develop past what they did last year, they're not going to make it any further, and eventually teams will catch up to them. And, and we, we all know that in the NFL. You know, you talk about the two teams that went to the Super Bowl the year previous didn't even make the playoffs. Now, now what was different? You, you still had Cam Newton at quarterback. Now, obviously, the, the Broncos needed to replace their quarterback um, and, and some different things, but for the most part, um, their teams were left intact. But just being intact and just keeping the same players that you had the year before is not going to cut it in the NFL. You know, you said something, too, and I keep trying to tell Abe, you know, and you know this way, you know, if you played me, the next year you're going to know what I do, right? You're going to know, right, hey, right, love right, that right. goes, so you're going to stop that. And I was trying to tell Abe with Dallas, yeah, Zeke Elliott ain't going to do what he did last year, run like that, because team's going to be that. But what's going to be sad about that team is, when they don't succeed, they're going to blame um, the quarterback and saying they should have took Tony Rowe, kept Tony. Don't you guys agree? Hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, the, the quarterback is kind of the guy that takes all the blame for a lot of the stuff a lot of times, you know, and, and I think sometimes the, the coaching gets overlooked or, you know, the defense gets overlooked or the running game gets overlooked. But, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, why, you know, the, the quarterback is, is kind of the, 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 the position that gets the, the finger pointed at, you know, a lot of the times, which is, is real unfortunate. And, and, you know, I think you got to look at it, you know, as a, as a team effort because you can't just blame one guy for, for, you know, for six, eight, ten losses, you know? So. 
you you have to be innovative. Uh, and 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 like I said, I mean, besides New England, um, and and we talk about great quarterbacks, and we talk about um, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Well, how many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won? And how many has he gone to? He's gone to one. Um, you know, if 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 you don't do something to continue to do something different and challenge the rest of the people in the NFL, you will not make it. Now, Russell Wilson should arguably have two Super Bowls, but he has one. Um, but, but you see what they do in Seattle. Russell Wilson is more of a throwing quarterback now, um, and he still can beat you with his legs. But Seattle is an innovative team. That's, and, and you talked a few minutes ago about it, Love, where they keep going back at least to the playoffs. But that's one team that's innovative. That's one team that can look at itself and let pieces go and add pieces and continue to try to get better. It's those teams that become complacent, those teams that think that they've made it and they've done enough that never get back there. And, and Green Bay may never get back there. Um, you know, look at the talent that they have on that team. But they've been to one Super Bowl and one M- NFC championship. Um, so, it, 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 you know, Dallas... And, and I give Dallas credit, and I give Dak Prescott credit, but getting back um, this year with, with the pressure, knowing that you're the man, um, with teams having a whole year of tape on you, is going to be a lot different than what he did last year. Chris, you got the last word before we go out. Go oh, yeah. ahead. <clears throat> your Broncos. About <laughs> my Broncos, um, I, I I heard what you're saying about the Raiders. I think you're absolutely correct that they're making all the right moves, and they're they were a good team last year, and I was very impressed with them. And I think I even I told Abe. Of course, I was I I kind of jumped on the the Dallas bandwagon, and I I, I am I am a little afraid of what's going to happen this year with with the Raiders and um, Broncos. Better watch out. So I like that. It. But I'm still going to root for him. Still going to root for my Broncos. <laughs> well, guys, no, no great show. Next week we'll be talking about what team drafted, what you guys think of um, the draft pick they got. So look for the draft, see who got, see who got it, and see who the best, who you think the best the best draft, and who had the worst. So thanks again, and uh, watch Abe tonight line dancing at eight o'clock. <laughs> All yeah, right, Sunday you guys have a good week. All right, All right, take guys. care, guys. Right. We'll see you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.